Welcome to the Free Your Energy podcast. If you are listening on the audio, I am joined today with a very special human being. And if you can see this on the video, you are most likely looking directly at her. I might be in the frame. (laughs) We did have two cameras set up, but things happen in life. So my very special guest, my human being, I'm going to give her the best introduction ever. I knew for two years before starting this podcast that she was going to be my first guest. Very honored and humbled that she agreed to be here today. So the question is, who is she? She is the jack of all trades. She is a PhD, a national certified acupuncturist, specializing in pain pain management and cosmetic wellness. It doesn't stop there. She's a certified yoga teacher, a travel enthusiast, enthusiast. On top, to top it all off, she is also a graduate of the United States Army, a proud wife, and an elite athlete. And there's more, but we'll <laughs> stop there. This is my friend, Constance Bradley. Constance Bradley. So thank you for coming on here. Thank you for having me. I for real really knew. I I knew. I said, when I do my podcast, you're going to be my first guest. I knew. That's a huge honor. I knew it. I appreciate that. (laughs) I want to tell you why I brought you on. Great. Um, I hope to introduce you, to tell your story, to share what you've been through, to share some of your ideas, what you think about life, some of the things you went through, um, as well as information that can help the reader, the listener, who is dealing with pain. You know, I I have a relationship with you because you have helped me heal. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to share some of that with them um, and talk to talk about acupuncture, cupping, you know, yoga and your life. Awesome. So the way I structured it is I have a couple of questions. Some start with work, some go to personal and kind of bounces around. Okay. Um, And since we are under a time constraint, we may we may have to do two episodes. So (laughs) we'll just we'll just dive in right here. So we'll start with the basics. Okay. Let's say I'm at the bar or I'm at the gym mm-hmm. and I want to introduce someone to acupuncture, mm-hmm. cupping. How would you describe it? How, how could I describe it to the common person? That's a great question. Um, acupuncture, cupping, these seem really esoteric mm-hmm. because I didn't grow up with these things. So I didn't mm-hmm. know anything about it. Um, so I think the best way that, to describe it that anyone can get their mind around is that we're talking about circulation circulation so when you don't have free and even blood flow to an area you get pain and when you have nice circulation Mm -hmm. you don't have pain Mm -hmm. so the whole goal of acupuncture cupping everything that i do Mm -hmm. here is to increase circulation to a targeted area of the body wow yeah i've been coming seeing you for two years and i would have never described it I would never describe it like that. So what's what's the tool that you use during our sessions that I love? You love the gua sha. The gua sha. Love so, gua sha. so what does that do? What is that? Gua sha in Chinese means sand scraping. So sand. scraping. Okay. And if I scraped you hard enough and at the appropriate angle, there would be little raised bumps on your skin that look mm-hmm. like sand. Mm-hmm. And that's the point of it. So again, you're dredging out the muscle and flushing everything out, which mm-hmm. leaves room for fresh blood, fresh, fresh circulation. Blood. Yeah. And the, so if I wanted to <laughs> to just do a gua sha to my friend, would you recommend that? Or is there like a, a certain professional? You know, I would say you seek the help of a professional. Seek the help of a professional, okay. <laughs> you, can, you can hurt yourself to some extent. It's a lot mm-hmm. about angle. It's about mm-hmm. pressure. It's, mm-hmm. 
you know, you kind of have to know the area of okay. the body. So. so don't do this at home. Don't do this at see home. See a professional. Yeah, see, see your friendly acupuncturist. Okay. <laughs> so in your practice, it says, you, you know, you focus on pain management and mm-hmm. cosmetic cosmetic wellness. Mm-hmm. So how did you pick those two elements to focus on and, and pain management? What it, like? What does that mean? Like, right. Th- I mean, yeah. those seem so opposite and right. diverse. And really how I, I pick those, I pick everything mm-hmm. in my life is just what I'm interested in and what mm-hmm. I'm passionate about. Okay. So pain management, to answer your question, it's about helping to relieve pain. So maybe someone has acute pain, chronic pain, or maybe someone doesn't want to get in pain. They, mm-hmm. they feel good, but you know, they're an athlete, they work out right. a lot, they don't want to get in pain. So that's what I see as pain management. Pain management. As well as cosmetic wellness mm-hmm. um, is about keeping your skin looking and mm-hmm. feeling good. So I like to say to people, like it's one thing to look and feel like five mm-hmm. to 10 years younger. Mm-hmm. But do you wake up in the morning with a lot of energy? Do you right. have great digestion? Do you right. sleep well? Right. Like, do you feel good in your body? Right. So I think it's the total package. It's, again, it's all about circulation, right? Circulation. Sending circulation to the face. Mm-hmm. Um, I got into all of this because I had a really bad injury. Mm-hmm. I hurt my knee, I hurt my hip being a triathlete. And I was told the only thing that would save me was complete knee replacement complete mm-hmm. hip replacement. That sounds intense. Sounds intense. Yeah. This is when I was 28. Wow. So, you know, that's, that's major surgery. And did I you also, go through with the surgery? I did not. Did I was know? also told I would never run again and I would mm-hmm. never, my life would never be the same. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, I'm going to take a year and I'm going to heal my body. Mm-hmm. And I'm, so someone suggested I try acupuncture, which mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time that I had I felt like someone saw me as a holistic person mm. because at the same time that I had knee pain and hip pain, mm-hmm. I also had really terrible skin, mm. really, really bad acne mm-hmm. and my digestion was a Your skin is clear. Super like, clear. It's yeah, clear. It super today. clear. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it was, so the acupuncturist to her, it made sense. She's like, okay, right. we'll fix your knee. We'll fix your hip. Of course you have bad skin because your digestion is completely a wreck. So, so it was all connected for you. It was all connected. And it was like your injury led you to information and experience that showed you like this is all connected. It's all connected. Mm-hmm. Mm, yes. Okay. And I have, a, I have like a Western science background. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like, well, you, you're a hip and then you're a knee and then mm-hmm. your skin. And so that's why I had different doctors for different everything. And mm-hmm. no one once said, oh, you're a whole person. You're a whole person. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the, you, you introduced the term holistic. Mm-hmm. You would consider yourself to be a, a holistic doctor. Mm-hmm. You yeah. practice holistic, mm-hmm. which means you're looking at the whole person. Whole person. Mm-hmm. Versus one specific. One specific thing. So that kind of like alludes to maybe a bigger problem we have mm-hmm. in America. Oh, I think so. Where it's like, and I, I want to know your opinion, but just for me as a consumer, it feels like, doctors aren't really like on the same page Mm -hmm. do you feel that too working in you know in the medical industry yeah absolutely just from my own experience i had a dermatologist and then i had a you know i had a gi doctor and Mm -hmm. i had an orthopedic and no one ever said well it could be all these other things and then when i see people come in my door and the same Mm -hmm. thing they're like oh well i have this and i have Mm -hmm. that and they the the biggest thing people say to me is i feel like my doctor isn't listening to me Mm -hmm. And That's powerful. I'm like, well, they may not be listening to you. They might not, right. Right? It's <laughs> powerful. So what I try to do is listen. Listen. Because the beautiful thing about Chinese medicine is that um, 
everything is relevant. So when you first come in, right, we talk, right? right. Like, tell me what's going on in your life. You know, what's, right. what's happening with you right now? And I listen to you. And it's not, I mean, I'm friendly and I like to talk to you. Right. But I'm also getting diagnostic clues from mm-hmm. you and what you, what you say to me. Okay. And that helps me to treat you better. That's funny, too, because and I'm sure the, the listeners out there will have a similar experience where they don't feel heard. Mm-hmm. And not even just with doctors, but in their job and in their relationship, like people just don't feel heard. So right. when you bring that approach of, hey, I'm going to listen mm-hmm. to what this person is dealing with, going through, and then you're looking at it from a perspective of all of this adds up to the problems that they may have. For sure. It helps It helps diagnose better. Okay. okay. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe that's why I've been your customer for two years. <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you this. Um, a lot of the times people experience something that, that kind of guides them to their purpose. Mm-hmm. I believe we have multiple purposes in life. I don't think it's just like one thing. One thing. Um, and you just alluded to your injury. Would you say that there's anything else that helped you get towards this part of your life as far as feeling, fulfilling you in your career as part of your, part of your purpose? Well, sure. I think being injured, having the experience that I had where I felt so shunted off by Western medicine mm-hmm. as, you know, I was told the ripe old age of 28, you're never going to walk without a limp again. And I'm like, how could you tell me that? Like looking yeah. back yeah. and then also, um, you know, like I, I was pre-med in college, you know, mm-hmm. I wanted to be a doctor and more than anything, mm-hmm. that's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And then I, I spent a summer in college at, um, I was at the Air Force Academy, so I spent mm-hmm. a summer at their medical facility and I was mm-hmm. like, I do not want to be a doctor because I felt like, again, nobody listened, you know, right. the doctor, and it, it's our, it's our healthcare system structure. Right. Like I get two minutes and then I have to go fill out paperwork and then, right. you know, it just seemed like a, a mill to me, mm-hmm. like a treadmill. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that's not what I had in my mind at all when I thought Mm -hmm. I wanted to be a doctor. So I ended up not going to medical school. Mm -hmm. I chose a different road immediately out of college. And then when I had this experience of of seeing a holistic professional, Mm -hmm. I thought, this is it. This is how, in my mind, a physician Mm -hmm. operates. So I felt like that really came together to me as Mm -hmm. as a good purpose in my life right now is to to help people. To help people. Mm -hmm. Okay, but so how did you... Was the, the, the injury just like one incident or do you feel like it was like a buildup of a lifestyle? Or oh, like, sure. Like how did that... Oh, uh, sure. It was a buildup of a lifestyle. A you know, like I was a triathlete. I was a runner. Mm-hmm. I was running about a marathon every, every month and every then month, okay. an Ironman triathlon every year. When you say you were running it, like you were running marathon races mm-hmm. every yes. month. Mm-hmm. So, so how much was one month of training going oh, into that. Oh, yeah. I, I yeah. mean, I trained constantly. I had, mm-hmm. I trained 20 hours a week. That was my job, was oh. to train. Right? That was my job. I'd wake up every mm-hmm. Saturday morning, and I'd go for a 60-mile bike ride, and I'd follow it up with, like, a 20-mile mm-hmm. run. That was my... 60 miles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every Saturday. Yeah. Because an Ironman's 120 miles, so you have to... 60 should be nothing to you. <laughs> okay, but... Okay, so hold on. How did you get to the point where you were just waking up on Saturdays right, saying... Yeah. All right, let me knock out 60 miles and then run 20 after. Mm-hmm. How did that, how did you even get to that point? So like, I was not a triathlete. I was mm-hmm. a runner all the way through high mm-hmm. school and college. Mm-hmm. And then one day I turned on the TV and um, televised was Ironman Florida. Mm-hmm. And I was inspired by everyone's story. I mean, yeah. these people, they were like yeah. crawling across the finish line. <laughs> right. And in my sick mind, I'm like, <laughs> I have to do that. Right, right, right. <laughs> but I loved how, it's like, I want to do that before yeah. I'm 25. Mm-hmm. And I ended up doing it four times before I was. Wow. So you know, it was just 
it was a goal to me and you get that runner's high you get in that place Mm -hmm. right and Mm -hmm. it's just this is this is my routine I get up and I go for a bike ride and I go for a run and Mm -hmm. You know that was my life, and wow. and I loved it, right? Sixty miles. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Did you do you like eat during the sixty you miles? You do, you yeah. do. You're like a rolling picnic. You have you have all of your stuff, like uh-huh. yeah. Just <laughs> in the pouch, you just got everything. You just like, got it. No you got bars. everything. Yep. Did you drink like energy drinks or Gatorade? I, or was I had it an water? entire liquid nutrition, so mm. it's very sciencey. Like, you know, I was science background, yeah. right? Like, I figured out how many calories an hour my body could process. Wow. And then I had a bottle, like a water bottle, and mm-hmm. I would put liquid food in there mm-hmm. and then had marks on there to say hour one, hour two. I have to drink wow. this much. By as, this you're time. Writing. Mm-hmm. Wow. as you're writing. Wow. As you're writing. Have you ever written about that or like uh, blogged about it? Mm-mm, I haven't. That's, that's some powerful information right there. Yeah, Because I know there's a, a rookie somewhere that's like, looking for for sure how do i you know do my first 50 miles absolutely yeah that's great information i need to all right to make a little blog about that coming up next (laughs) okay so you started you started um you know training for the triathlete Mm -hmm. and then you got the injury Mm -hmm. okay so how was your mental health when you got that injury because if you're training that way for a couple of years oh i mean and then they say you can't do it depressed doesn't even begin to describe like I mean, tears all the time. I'm like, my yeah. life is over. Right. My identity was wrapped up in being that person. I coached the Air Force triathlon team. Wow. You know, I was that I was that girl, mm-hmm. right? And then the next day, I'm not that person right. anymore. And it looks like I'll never be that person. And it's like, who am I? Who am I? Right. Where do I go from here? I mean, I don't. I don't know. And that also happened to you at a time period where a lot of people are like feel lost in yeah. life in mm-hmm. their 20s. Mm-hmm. There's always like a lot of people are, well, what am I doing or what am I going to be? What's you? next? What's yeah. next? Mm-hmm. And so you're at that, that transitional time period and you have a very traumatic experience of getting injured. Yeah. And literally your life has to change. It has to change. Okay. And so then the lady who told you to go to mm-hmm. acupuncture. Like, where was that at? She was a massage therapist. I was just getting a massage one day just to see if anything would help me at this Mm -hmm. point. And she's like, you just might want to try this. Mm -hmm. You might want to try yoga. You might want to try acupuncture. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll try anything. Right. Right. I'll literally do anything. Help me. Help me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. And then you went, like, how long was it from her saying that to you ending up? Oh, I found, you know, this was back in the early 2000s, mm-hmm. around 2006 mm-hmm. time frame. I never so. heard of acupuncture or cupping in 2006. Right. And I didn't either, you know, mm-hmm. and Google wasn't as robust as it is right, today, right, right. right? I mean, I right. had to dig. I, had, mm-hmm. I brought out my yellow pages and I found someone 90 miles away from me. 90 miles? Yeah. Did you drive there? Oh, yeah, I drove there. So you drove, you were so willing to heal, you drove 90 oh, yeah. miles. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's interesting. But, but also, I hear that all the time. People come in here and they'll say, mm-hmm. I'll do anything. Mm-hmm. You're my last hope. I'll do mm-hmm. anything. And I presented myself in that same, like, I haven't taken care of myself. I don't mm-hmm. stretch. Mm-hmm. I don't do anything besides run and ride a bike and swim. Wow. Can you help me? And she's yeah. like, how is he? <laughs> she, so she helped you. So, like, how long was the, the healing process? It took me, it really did take me a year. But I was a very... Mm-hmm dedicated student you were dedicated but i saw results within mm-hmm. the first month mm-hmm. i could walk without limping and that's all i wanted to do i just mm-hmm. wanted to walk normally and not have that outward appearance mm-hmm. of being like, mm-hmm. you know like something's wrong with her mm-hmm. and then you know after a while i could go for a, a walk after mm-hmm. work you right, know and then right. i could ride my bike a little bit right. and so then i'm like this is working 
So, yeah, I kept after it. You know, and that's one of the things that I, I talk about with my readers all the time is like people see a problem or they'll, they'll have pain or they'll have an experience. And it's it's like a light switch. Like mm-hmm. they want to just I just want to be done with it. Yeah. And I, I have this quote that says healing is complex. It's not a light switch. It's, you know, be patient. Totally. And so just listening to your story, a person who works in the industry of healing people, it took you at least a year to get a little bit of healing. Mm-hmm. And you were consistent. I was you were, consistent. I mean, driving 90 miles. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so it sounds like that's probably advice we will both give. Yeah. I mean, your, your patients who come in here and like my readers, like you need to be patient. Be patient. And for me, it wasn't mm-hmm. just, oh, I have to go get acupuncture. I mean, mm-hmm. I, had to, I had to learn how to do yoga. Mm-hmm. for the stretching benefits of it. Mm-hmm. I had to meditate and sit for a runner to sit on a yoga mat right. and breathe. Right. I was like, this is torture. To right. me. But that was also part of my healing was learning mm-hmm. patience, learning mindfulness practice. So mm-hmm. it was all, it was like to your point, multifaceted. It's almost like you had to learn a new version of you mm-hmm. as you were creating that new version of you. Oh, absolutely. That's yeah. like, a, I think they call that a spiritual awakening. I think it was. Like yeah. you were awakening to the new you. Mm-hmm. And you had to go through pain oh, yeah. to get to the new you, which mm-hmm. feels like the real you now that you're in this version of you. Mm-hmm. Completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So that actually answered my next question. <laughs> okay. So as a healer, as a professional healer, how do you now, now that you feel like you're healed from, from the super traumatic experiences, you know, how do you manage and heal your own life now and, and to make sure you're doing well now? Mm-hmm. Now that you have overcome, like, the strongest struggles, how do you maintain it and keep your mental health and physical health good now? That's a that's a really good question. Again, one of the things that motivated me to get into acupuncture besides mm-hmm. helping other people is so I could always help myself. Mm-hmm. So okay. I, you know, I give myself acupuncture pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. So I do that. Um, I have a really regular yoga practice. I practice mm-hmm. about five days, five, six days a week. Um, I have a much more like, I, like, I like to think that I, that I practice what I preach. I would never recommend to someone mm-hmm. something that I wouldn't be willing to do mm-hmm. on myself in terms of whether it's nutrition, mm-hmm. dietary changes, whether it's breathing and mm-hmm. meditating, whether it's coming in and getting acupuncture, or just right. sometimes like, I'm just like, I need to go watch a funny movie, right? Yeah, like, I just, right. you know? Right. So I yeah. try to be, again, like... Proactive in it. Proactive in it. Okay, but well, let me ask you this. You said you give acupuncture to yourself. I like, do. are you just, like, standing in the mirror doing it? I do, yeah, for my face. And you just acupuncture yourself. I just stand yourself. in the mirror and I do acupuncture. Wow. It's not as relaxing as, say, like, when someone gets to mm. lay down and I do it for them and it's right. a nice spot experience. No, for me, it's mm. like I have to stand in the mirror and then sort of position myself. And right. <laughs> I would love to see a video of you just, like, All stabbing right. yourself, like, because it's... You ne- you never pictured someone doing that mm-hmm. to themselves. Yeah. I've never pictured that. Okay. But also, like, it helps me to learn, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to put needles in someone else's face, right? right? right. Like, I should know right. what that feels right. like. <laughs> okay. And then you said you have, you just kind of hovered over this. Yeah. This yoga practice you do five mm-hmm. days a week. What time do you get up to do yoga? Um, around five o'clock. Five o'clock. Mm-hmm. Every Monday through Friday? Yeah. And then you come work mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And what's the name of your practice? Um, a Shanga practice? No, no, oh, here. here. Oh, yeah. Scottsdale Integrative Acupuncture. Okay. Yes. And so you work from, what are your typical hours you work from? Depends. Typically from like 10 until 6. Sometimes mm-hmm. I ended up staying until like 8, mm-hmm. 8.30. You have like a, a, like a back-to-back busy life. Mm-hmm. 
you, you do your yoga in the morning. Mm -hmm. And how long typically is your, your yoga session? About a two-hour practice. Two hours. Mm -hmm. Man. Right. <laughs> how did you get to... Let's go back to with yoga for a second. All right. How did you get to a point where you needed to... You knew you needed to add yoga into your lifestyle? Like, to the point where you're doing it, you know, two hours a day. Like, how did you get to that point? Yeah, that's... I just started out doing, like, whatever was down the corner, right? Like, hot mm -hmm. yoga or something. Because it was accessible mm -hmm. to me. And right. it, it allowed me to stretch and breathe. And then mm -hmm. um, I loved I loved yoga and the practice of it so much. Mm -hmm. I wanted to learn more. So I decided to attend some yoga teacher trainings mm -hmm. and become a yoga teacher. Because, and you're certified now, mm -hmm, right? I am. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. So the reason that I knew I loved it and wanted to get up at this crazy hour yeah. and do it is yeah. because of how I feel when I don't do it. I just don't feel as clear. I don't feel, you know, I just, for some reason, I feel like that's a great way to start my day is to get up and breathe and bend and stretch and listen to my body. So what do you think is the biggest difference in you as a person, not as a professional, just mm -hmm. as a person before you were doing yoga consistently mm -hmm. and now after you're doing yoga consistently? Oh gosh, so many things. Stress level ability to cope with stress mm -hmm. and changing situations without it completely consuming me. Mm -hmm. um, I tend to be a little bit of a type A person. Mm -hmm. Maybe that has something to do with like being in the military for a long time, mm -hmm. right? It's very, things very rigid. Right, right. And I think for me, yoga allows me to just block out the noise and mm -hmm. listen to myself and listen to what the important thing is that's, mm -hmm. that's happening within me. Mm -hmm. And then I can tune into you know, like, wow, you know, I'm kind of tired today. Maybe I'm just going to do a light mm. practice or mm. I feel really good. I'm going to just really go for it. But also, right, so that translates into other things, mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, I feel like I used to get really um, easily agitated with other mm, people. Okay. Other people would set me off really yeah. quickly. A lot of people struggle with that. Yeah, right? <laughs> if, if someone yeah. wasn't doing something that I wanted them to do mm. right now and mm -hmm. in the way that I want them to do it, yeah. I would be like, come on, right? yeah. <laughs> get on board. And now I'm like, you know, you'll do it when you want to do it in your own way or not. Mm -hmm. And that's okay too. So yoga has brought you, it seems like, uh, is the ability to live mindfully mm -hmm. and calmly. Calmness. Okay. Because when I was, I was like writing your personality, mm -hmm. that's what I wrote about you. I wrote mm -hmm. that you're a mindful person who appears to be calm. Mm -hmm. is, yeah, that, that, that's, that's about right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. I feel pretty calm. Okay. <laughs> so obviously in work, in school, in relationships, one of the things that a lot of people love is rewards. Mm -hmm. You know, especially kids. Yeah, kids and candy, they love, love you know, it. they love it. <laughs> um, what I want to know from you is this, you know, what is what is the feeling you get when you have uh, a success story with a client or what goes through your head as you start seeing progress, as you start seeing them heal? How do, you know, how does that make you feel? Oh, it makes me feel just like yes. Because I feel like their pain is my, because I, when I tell people I've been there, like, oh, mm -hmm. I've been there and I get it. When you look mm -hmm. at me in the eyes and you're like, mm -hmm. I want to I run this race and I mm -hmm. want to do this thing or I want to mm -hmm. be able to bend over and pick up my children. And I'm like, right, right. I've, I've got you, okay? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm in this with you. So whenever someone is able to reach their health and wellness goals, it's like, I just feel like, I feel like it's almost like, like I've done it as well. Mm -hmm. I feel very invested in. Yeah. So you're, so you're, you're kind of like, I play football. Mm -hmm. You're kind of like a head coach. Mm -hmm. like, you're, right. like I'm in the game and I'm, I'm doing the plays, but you're causing the plays. And you're mm -hmm. like, hey, let's, let's do this. This, this will help us win. This will help us be successful. Yeah. 
And then when we win, you're just like, hey, my player did this. My yeah. player is so great. Because that's what coaches do. For sure. They always, like, defer the, the credit. Well, sure. Right? Mm. Yeah. Okay. So you're like a coach. <laughs> so I have a couple of personal background questions that I want right. to ask. And, like, the purpose for asking them, I feel like a lot of times when we see people, we see them as, okay, this person is successful. Or this person is that. Mm-hmm. And... A lot of the times, if we were just to know, like, oh, that person has the same personality I have, or they're very similar to how I am, mm-hmm. I feel like that will give us a lot of encouragement to feel like, oh, well, we can do it too. Absolutely. You know, knowing someone is like you. Absolutely. So I definitely want to ask you this. Sure. Uh, I will consider you to be successful. I want to know what your upbringing was like. Would you consider mm-hmm. your upbringing to be, like, successful? Were your parents successful? <laughs> no. So I came, my, my parents were divorced when I was very young. I was bounced back and forth between them. It was a very stressful situation, you know, court system, very, very involved in my life. Um, my, my dad was estranged, never really saw him very much. And then um, my, my mom, my mom doesn't, she, she doesn't have like a education, but she dropped out of high school, mm-hmm. right? So here she is, she's got a kid, she's got to raise her kid on their own, what mm-hmm. do I do? So you live with your mom. Mm-hmm. I live okay. with my mom. Mm-hmm. And my mom cleaned houses. Mm-hmm. So my mom was she's like, a cleaner. Okay. yeah, she was a cleaner. She mm-hmm. was an entrepreneur. And mm-hmm. I, that's what I remember is she had these yellow business cards. And I remember mm-hmm. every Saturday morning, I'd go out with mm-hmm. her and put these business cards under people's mm-hmm. garage trying doors. Trying to find new clients. Trying yeah. to find new clients, yeah. right? And she was just hustled and mm-hmm. I and I back then I was mortified and super embarrassed mm-hmm. of her because I'm like all of my other friends have like parents who work a nine to five right, and right, right. you know they all seem like they live in these nice houses and we live in an apartment and mm-hmm. what's wrong and right. you know my mom flat out told me she's like there's no money for college if mm-hmm. you want to go to college you have to go to college because mm-hmm. it's just not something that I have we don't have savings right, right, right I mean we right. were poor like we right. were like you know we were poor um and so that was my that was my upbringing as I saw her her drive mm-hmm. for things and I saw how hard she struggled mm-hmm. namely because I felt like she didn't have an education mm-hmm. so for me I always wanted to prioritize education in my life mm-hmm. in order to somehow like so I could have more direction or things mm-hmm. could be a little bit easier Mm-hmm. Do you feel like when we use the term education, a lot of mm-hmm. the times is uh, you know traditional learning? Sure. Do mm-hmm. you feel like even though you've achieved a lot in education, mm-hmm. that you still continuously try to learn? Oh, absolutely. Is that just like a part of who you are, like mm-hmm. part of your makeup? Oh, I think so. Yeah. I'm so, always looking for the next thing. You know, mm-hmm. like oh, I a couple of years ago I decided to learn Spanish, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm how not, many languages do you know? Um, French, English, Spanish. So you three. So three, yeah. Wow. <laughs> How did, okay, how did you learn the other languages? So French, I learned in college, like okay. formal education with okay. it. And um, Spanish, I, I became involved with um, a nonprofit organization mm-hmm. that travels to South America to do acupuncture just do and everything. help people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? yeah. and, then, um, and then from there, the first trip that I went, I, I couldn't speak a word to anyone. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like... I just felt so useless. I'm like, how can mm-hmm. I help these people? I can't even hear them. I can't even hear their right. problem. And right. it has to go through a translator. And I just felt so useless. And I thought, 
okay, this is not insurmountable. I'm going to come right back and I'm going to sign up for. Oh, I'm just going to go learn the language. Yeah, yeah. So I wow. I went yeah. to the local community college and I signed up for Spanish. How classes. how long did it take you to learn? So uh, about I took like six semesters formally mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. school, and then I I have a tutor. Oh okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you still see the tutor now? Yeah, yeah, she's great. She, I yeah. do it remotely. She lives in Guatemala. She's, she's wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just like someone to talk to. Jack of all trades. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't lying when I said that. My next person's right outside, so we do have to wind up. Okay, all right. Well, let me, pick, let me pick one more question all to right. ask you. Then, okay. Because I have a bunch here. Okay. I have a whole lot. Wow, yeah, you do. Yeah, we'll have to do two episodes. All right, wow. I love how much research you put into this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, I will, I'm going to ask you this here. Let me get out of personal background. Okay. And we'll go to the last section, which is pretty much like what can the listener get? All right, what can they get out of this? Sure. Um, so let's just assume there's like a young girl or young boy listening and they want to create a career in acupuncture. Mm-hmm. They want to be a doctor. They want to follow your steps. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give them for pursuing this career? The biggest advice I could give them is is understand that you really are going to be an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. that you're not going to fall into an already pre-built healthcare system similar to a, like a doctor, like mm-hmm. a Western doctor does. Mm-hmm. There's no structure really mm-hmm. for acupuncturists or holistic right. physicians. So you, you you graduate from school and then yeah. that's it. So you have to make it mm-hmm. what you want it to be, which is so beautiful and amazing because yeah. you can literally make it yeah. anything that you want it to be. You know what's funny too is like you say there's no structure in the mm-hmm. That also sounds like there's no support for you guys to like get out there. Correct. And so it's kind of like where your mom was going around traveling saying, mm-hmm. hey, these are my services. This is what I do. You, I noticed, I noticed that you do that too. Mm-hmm. That you're on Yelp, you're on Instagram, you're oh, yeah. on Groupon Absolutely. saying, hey, you guys need to come see me. This is yeah. what I do. So you, you have the, you're not just a doctor. You're a full-time entrepreneur as well. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I run a mm-hmm. business on the whole back end of this. So, yeah, that's, I think that, and I, I don't think I knew that going into this. I don't Mm -hmm. think I knew that this is what it would Mm -hmm. be until probably about halfway through school. And I'm like, wait a minute. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. Okay. Well, your time is valuable. You have another client. Um, so we're going to have to end here today. Okay. This is the first, the first one though. I'm bringing you back awesome. because awesome. I have I about wait. five pages here that yeah, I got. I, I got to know so much about you. I know my my listeners would love to know more about you. Um, and so, what's your website where they can access your ConstanceBradley.com. ConstanceBradley.com. And then also, you guys listening, she has a blog on there that you know. If you guys don't live in Arizona, you can go to the blog. There's a lot of tips and tricks on there. And she has an email list where she sends out every Monday, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like goodies from the weekend. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and she gives away free health tips. So you guys should get on that email list. Just go to her website. Check out ConstanceBradley.com. And uh, yeah, make sure you guys check her out. All right? And make sure you look for episode number two with Constance. I promise you, I'm getting her back on here. Awesome. All right. Thank you for your time. Today. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. You're welcome.